Okay, Hevra. Um, so we were learning the dinim of Amira Lanachri, and one of the issues that came up is the Shaila of Amazon, right? So I think that you guys um, presented it correctly, meaning that the Isser of ordering something from Amazon is if I order like next day delivery, that's going to happen on Chavez. But if I order a package from Amazon, then there's like a big range if it's not next day delivery. So the assumption is that that's going to be okay. Um, if you have a delivery time that's set for a few hours before, a few hours after, that's going to be okay. However, I do think there has to be some reasonableness, um, which is like, what? Huh? The, the gamma paracha, right? They just fly. These flying camels. Um, right. So again, I don't know exactly, even if you have your um, Quidditch broom or whatever, I don't know if that exactly... I don't know if that really solves the issues um, in terms of Amir al but it, it has to be that there's like a reasonable chance that it can come before Shabbos, or if I'm going to pick something up after Shabbos, there's a reasonable chance it'll be done after Shabbos, um, etc. The, sh- the bigger shadow with Amazon is, let's say I order a package, and the package could arrive before Shabbos, and now arrives on Shabbos, so then I have the Shaila of an item that is brought for me from outside the Tchum, potentially. So the thing is that Amazon usually has like these distribution centers. Um, in other words, Amazon is unbelievable. So they have stuff all over the world. They have like third-party sellers also. And what they do is they ship the stuff to some um, large area where they hold it, they have these complicated logarithms about how many X, Y, and Zs they're going to know, and then you're going to need, and they'll get the stuff to you very quickly from those areas. But Derek Klal, um, I know like in the five towns, there's one area um, right across from Kennedy Airport, right? There's like a big Amazon distribution center over there, right? So in all likelihood, the stuff that comes to you is coming from there. That is with inside the Trum if you live in the five towns. If stuff is coming from outside of the Trum, so then we spoke about it, how um, if a guy brings something from outside the Trum, so it could be that it's going to be considered mukta um, for the person that it's brought to. For other people, it's going to be okay, but for the person that it's um, brought for, that is going to be an issue. So that's one issue with the Amazon. The other issue with the Amazon stuff is just opening packages. Um, so again, there's sometimes the stuff that comes for me is going to be mukta, then it's not a shy at all. Uh, the minhag was that when the guy would bring stuff to you, you would not receive it with your hand because potentially that's an isra of hotza'a. Someone comes to the Rishas Harabim and doesn't yet make a hanacha in the Rishas Hayachir and hands it to me. So I'm doing some isidrabon of hotzah. So the minig was that you tell the mailman to put it down on the floor or something um, rather than handing it to you directly. Um, in most of our cases, I think the guy is bringing it from the Rishas Harabim. Not really. Brings it from a Carmelis, right? We don't really have a Rishas Harabim and brings it into my apartment. My apartment is in the building. 
And usually what the guy does is he has like a big um, wheelie thing with like a thousand Amazon packages. So there's a Hanukkah there in the Rishul Sayyachet in my building. Then the guy comes and he brings it to my door so he could even hand it to me directly, again, assuming it's not a Muktza item. So let's say your kids have the book that they've been waiting for, the Afikoman gift or something, and it's coming the second day, uh, it's coming the second days, the last days of Yantiv, it ends up coming. So it's not Muktza, it's going to be a book, you know what it is. Um, the Shiloh, though, is opening the package. So that's a issue in terms of opening packages in general. Um, um, there are ways to open packages better, right? You could slip the package in a way that it's not going to be usable, so you could open it better. So in one of the Rabbi Leibowitz's Shirim, I think it was Rabbi Leibowitz, I remember, so he said something about, yeah, well, maybe it's for the kids, you know, to see that they're opening packages on Shabbos. So I'm not sure. Like, on some level, this could be good to the kids. The kid asks, can we open the package? And you explain to the kid, yes, because it's something you're going to be using over Yontiv, Shabbos, whatever. It's not Mokta. And yes, we can open the package in the following permitted way. So on some level, I think that is good not necessarily bad Of course, you don't want kids like to learn that they could open packages um, all the time, etc. They can't do that. But um, given that there are ways of doing it better, and if you explain to them the way, so I think, again, I think that's considered um, good chinuch rather than bad chinuch. I, no, I think it was a shiv Rabbi Yoni Levin, not Rabbi Leibowitz. Uh, I, I listened to a couple of sh- uh, Everything stands in the, everything's in the five towns. Like, that's just the way it is. Um, okay, any other questions, comments, observations? So usually if a package comes like a box, so what you could do is if you slice the top and you slice the bottom at basically the same time, right, you're destroying the whole thing. So even though it's like a cardboard box is, if it comes in like a plastic, Amazon little white and blue bag, they're trying to imitate the Israeli flag, different those? Uh, but it comes in like this white and blue bag, so that's not going to be usable for anything. That's like the Chazanish writes that like to open a saccharin packet, like a little sugar packet, assuming you're not ripping letters, that's Hetagomer, no one ever uses it for anything. A box sometimes is used for stuff, like I keep my hammer and my drill and whatever in a a cardboard box. People do reuse cardboard boxes. So you have to open the cardboard box in a way that it will be um, destroying the cardboard box. Um, you know, this issue comes up like every third Shabbos, like, oh my gosh, I forgot to open the fruity pebbles before Shabbos, right? This is like standard Judaism. There are ways to open a thing of fruity pebbles on Shabbos. You open the top and the bottom, basically at the same time, it's not useful. It's not usable. And then like the plastic is a further Shiloh because it's really flimsy, um, on the other hand, it's flimsy and it's going to be used and used again. So the best thing to do is to just like cut open the plastic thing in a way that it's mamish. This is probably not necessary. This is probably a chumra, but you can open it, cut open it, cut it open in a way that's not usable, and just put everything in a big plastic Ziploc bag, and then you have your fruity pebbles in the plastic Ziploc bag um, until they're consumed by Moshe Shabbos. A big bag of chips, like a personal little bag. Of chips. A personal bag of chips is heter gomor. The, the big bag of chips is more questionable because even on the one hand it's flimsy, on the other hand it's used and used and used again. Um, 
So that's that's more questionable. Like the big like the big bags of chips. So in the case of it's a big bag of chips, so usually we recommend to open it up in a way that it can't be usable again. And then obviously you have to dump it out into some other bag, but it's not that complicated. Um, it's not that complicated. Sometimes my kids ask sometimes about how do you get this stuff open? I, so Lamaisa, I think to use a scissors is okay in this way. Switching over to Mukta because it's a Kalisham Achtel Israel, it's Rafkufo. In other words, to use an, I could theoretically use a knife to cut open this stuff. But if I, I don't trust my kids to use knives to cut open there, it's too, it's too scary. To use a, a scissors is much less scary. Um, so I think that's using a Kalisham Achtel Israel, it's Aruch, right? It's mutter. I can't show after this. There's a lot to be used. It's our kufal makoma. I'm using it's our kufal. The Mishnah Baretz, you shouldn't use a kale shamatula iser, it's our kufal, if you have a kale shamatula hetar for the same purpose. But I think in the case with a knife versus a scissor, the assumption is that the knife is too scary to use. So using a scissor, I think, is okay. But for the Amazon package, yeah, again, like it, it depends how many of the Amazon packages, honestly, you could just like. And especially if you're Okay, yes. So you can use a knife. You can like cut I mean, the Amazon package, you don't have to do that too because no one ever reuses it. Not, not the, the, the blue and white yeah. packing thing, and no one ever reuses that in the history of humanity. Well, that's just like on the Amazon box thing. Like, let's say you order your kid a package, but he's more excited about the box. Then the package inside, and even if it's torn off, that will still be like more interesting. So that, uh huh. In other words, maybe it becomes a Kaylee because someone theoretically named Azriel likes to use it. Um, I'm sure more than this. That's, a, yeah. that's an interesting question. Um, but I don't know. In other words, he doesn't love it because it's a keli. He loves it just because you know, it's not halachic keli that he loves. And I think the issue of making something a halachic keli is more objectively defined. So this is the issue that we spoke about in terms of Amazon packages, etc. Okay, any questions, comments on that point, or should we go on? Let's go weiter. In um, where were we up to? Ah. So we spoke about how if a guy does a um, malacha and the guy is doing the malacha for me, so I can't get hanah from it, right? The guy does malacha for a Jew, can't get hanah from it. No one can get hanah from it. If it's an Isser Do'irai, so the guy does, right? If the guy does it for a Jew, no one can get hanah from that light that they turn on. That's the Mishnah on, that we learn in Kofafav, Kofafav Fine. We have a few coolers, however, um, one kula is that if you already have a light burning, right, that's called secondary light, right, or secondary benefit. So in that situation, it's going to be a mutra, I think I call additional benefit over here in the sheets on page um, 42, additional benefit. It's not like the guy is giving hana'a. The issue that we had, um, and Tamara had a memorable comment on this, is like the Mishnabura Asr's um, shining shoes, right? If the guy shines shoes for you, you can't get enough from it. What do you mean? The shoes were black beforehand? So the answer is, it's like it's a new, 
So that raised the question, well, what about if there is some light that's coming in from the outside? Now, is that considered like it's a, a new thing or is it not like a new thing? Um, so in the Sefer Melochim um, Umnayich, um, he discusses that. I think he's Mekel in the... Um, Orchel Shabbos, he quotes that Reb Shmuel Arbach is inclined to um, be machmir. It's footnote 35 on page 435. Reb Shmuel Arbach is inclined to be machmir. He views it like the same as the shoe shining case. That like is a significant nuhana'a that's coming about. So that's why um, that's why he's machmir. Uh, let's talk about something else. Oh, we spoke about also, like, if you have the emergency lights, um, that's all what we spoke about last time. Incidental benefit. Incidental benefit, we're on page 43 on the source sheets. Um, here's the thing. The guy does a malacha for me, but the malacha that's done, let's say, isn't really... I'm giving um because there's some other there's something thank you because there's some other um there's some other thing that's giving me the hanaa anyway um or the guy does malacha a and as a result of malacha a that the guy does so something else um happens let's give you a case because I know I'm speaking in code. So look at this Magadavram in Simon Tav Kof Yod Ches. V'fi mashu kasa b'shulchan aruch yesh lo mo demishi yesh lo lifatos timunim b'bar u'paschan akum b'shabes or b'yantiv de'ain b'hem yishum mukta. Right. Let's say you have lefes is like some sort of radish. So you have radish that's in the ground. A guy opens the ground. So there's no mukta in that case of the Magadavram. Because you're intending to use the radish, etc. Mikom makom, im asa ha'akom b'tzarch Yisrael aser b'koshikain demalacha de'oraisahi, etc. Meaning, if a guy does it for you, so it's going to be aser because the guy is doing a malacha for the Jew. And you can't get Hanna'ah from the malacha that the guy does for the Jew. So here's the thing. The guy does a malacha on dirt. The guy removes the dirt. The fact is, the guy removed the dirt. And now, what happens is, um, what happens is I have access to these uh, carrots, or these radishes. So the carrots and the radishes themselves are not mukta. But maybe there's some iser that I'm getting hanoa from a malach of a guy in that I am now going to eat the carrot and the radish, which I couldn't have eaten beforehand because it was in the dirt. Right? Do I say that it's ke'ilu the malacha was done on the carrot and the radish and I can't get hanoa from it? Or do I split and I say the malacha was done on the dirt and the hanoa from the carrot and the radish is um, the term I use is incidental, right? It's not really now. On some level, it seems like this is the same definition of sacratia, 
But psikresha is a different conversation. Psikresha is I ask guy to do maisa A. Right? The result of what the guy does is another malacha called B. Over here, the guy does only one malacha, digging. But there's a hana'a that emerges from the digging called radish. The Maganavram writes, it is usr. It's usr to have benefit from that radish. Based on this idea, Rav Shlomo Zalman and Rav Moshe have a discussion. Okay, the case is that the only way to get into the house is with the key. If there's some other way to get into the house, um, for example, you can like climb through a window, um, etc. Um, remember, I was in first grade and I went out for on a Shabbos with like one of my friends went for a walk. And by the time we come back, like the um, house is locked. My parents had gone out somewhere, whatever it was, I needed to use the bathroom. So like I was able to climb through the window to get in to the house, like use the bathroom. Everything is great. Besides the fact that like I tripped on the way in and I really hurt myself. But okay, you know, these are, if there's some other way to get into the house, right? So then um, that's going to be okay. But if the only way to, the, to get into the house is by using the key, and the key is in a Rishos Harabim, so in that case, in that case, you're not allowed to, you can't use the door, you can't walk through, and it's you can't use the stuff that's in the house. Now, this is a Chaura incidental benefit, no? The benefit that's happening, right? The key itself, the opening the door itself, the moving the key, that's the Hotzaf from Rishasay, that's the Amalacha, right? Carrying the key. They open the door. I'm not getting Hana'a from the fact that the door is open, no? I'm getting Hana'a because now I could go through. And I could get the, right? I could get my orange juice. I could get whatever is in the house. So Rabbi Shlomo Zalman assumes that that's going to be a problem, even though after the key is brought. So there's no iser to open the door, but in order to get the key, you have to carry in Rishus Harabim. So that's considered an iser of. Maisa Shabbos, it's like the guy is doing it for you, um, etc. That's what Rav Moshe assumes. That's what Rav Shalom assumes. Rav Moshe assumes that way um, also. Rav Moshe also assumes that way. In the back of the... Um, what's his name? In the Orchos Shabbos, he quotes that... Maybe it's in... Huh? If everyone agrees, that's fine. In the case that what? If everyone agrees, it's a benefit. It's fine. 
So I'm, you, I'm saying that I'm using the word incidental benefit to refer to the radishes that are in the hole and the furniture that's in the house. And the Magen Avram Asr's the radishes. And Reb Shlomo Zaman in this place Asr's the items that are in the house. Huh? So that so he's considering that like a real benefit that you can't get enough from, right? Now, again, obviously, if I could get into the house some mutter way, um, that's going to be okay. But if not, that's going to be a, if that's going to be a problem. One second. And so... I'm calling all these cases incidental benefit, um, but I'm assuming that these cases are incidental benefit based on the Magen Avram. I'm assuming that's going to be usher, at least what we've seen so far. Um, in the Sefer Malachim Umnayeth, he quotes that the case of the radish is different than the case of the case of the furniture in the house, because in the case of the radish. What basically happens is that the ra the radish is up against the dirt. And if the radish is up against the dirt, so opening the dirt is ki'ilu, it's mamish accessing the radish. So that case is also. But Rebel Yashiv is quoted as saying um, that in the case where um, there's furniture in the house, so that's going to be okay because you're not, that's, I mean, maybe you want to use the term um, incidental in the case, right? Rebel Yashif says it's permitted. Rebbe Shalom in this case seems to say it's forbidden. Um, I think that, I think that's what emerges from um, this discussion, uh, whether it is, uh, oh, here, per, I, I wrote it down. It's Perchaf Gimel, um, Din Lamed Aleph. Okay, that's why I couldn't find it because I wasn't looking at my notes here. So in the article Shabbos, it's on page um, 447. He discusses asking a guy to open a door with a magnetic key, right? Going to hotels. So to ask the guy to open the door with a magnetic key. So he's assuming that these electronic locks are Osirman Hatayra. So that'd be Amir Lonachri to do a Do'oraisa. And it's not a Shvus to Shvus, and therefore it's going to be a problem. Let's say the guy opened the door. So can you go through the door? Can you use the um can you use the furniture in the room, like the bed, stuff like that? So again, and he quotes this mug in Avram, and he says that. Reb Yashiv says it's mutter. That's the footnote 69 on um, these pages because he writes that it's the din of Hasaras Hamonea in Hochus um, Ritzicha is as follows. Let's say I have a dam and there's a lot of water up against the dam. And then I pull the dam up and the, the gush of water comes and it kills this person who's tied up on the other side of the dam. Okay, let me give you the scenario. You have lots of water 
a dam that's protecting all the water doesn't come down, what you do is you remove the bitka demaya, and then this person who you tied up and is alive, kicking, screaming probably, but you tied him up there, you're a rotseach if you kill him that way. That's because the water is up directly against the dam, and therefore it's your maisa. But in a case, let's say, that the thing is farther away, it's not up directly against the dam. So in that case, it's going to be, um, it's not considered ritzicha, right? If I um, pour some water, a lot of water, and the water goes, 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 and kills you, right? that, that's not considered ritzicha. Right? It's only ritzicha if I ke'ilu have the water and the water is like a bullet, and I'm releasing the bullet, and that kills you. A gun, right? The way a gun works is that you pull the trigger, and you are pulling up. There's like a piece of metal inside, and that releases the bullet, right? One could argue, I mean, it's not my mice. I'm not, the force is not going this way. The force is a release, and then the bullet comes out. The assumption is no, because the bullet is right up against the, um, against the thing that's protecting it from coming out, that's your ma'isa, and therefore yachayif. So Rebbe Yashiv is saying a similar thing regarding these um, situations. He says, it's not the guy's ma'isa that enables you to use the bed, whatever, in the room. Okay. So let's go slowly. Um, he has a whole lengthy discussion about hotels on Shabbos. Uh, today there's a bunch of hotels that like are Shabbos friendly hotels and they have like keys that you can use but most hotels in most of the world they only have electronic keys um, he's nervous that even if they have a manual key but sometimes there's like some electric sensor that goes on and off when you put the key in in some hotel rooms the climate control is such that the air conditioner or heater will go on when people go into the room, right? So he's very nervous about these issues and enochanami. Um, again, you have to know like the smart house issues and stuff are not simple to deal with, but let's assume that we can solve those issues. But the only issue I have is the electric key. Can I ask the guy? to open the lock with the magnetic electric key. So I should point out that there was a post like a few years ago who wrote a tshuva that the iser of electricity on Shabbos is only something that appears like you're doing a malacha. If it appears like it's not a malacha, if it appears like, um, let's say I have a key that I stick in the lock. And to the outsider, it looks like a regular manual key, no? But if you know about the way this lock works, it's really an electric magnetic lock that it, you're flipping the switch when you put the key in. So there was a posek who was, um, there was a posek who was Mako on electric magnetic locks, certainly in that case. And he says, in all cases, he feels that whatever is an electricity there is, a molid, nolad, etc., would not apply with these keys. Um, that's not accepted. I think we assume that using the 
keys to open the lock is usher. Amira Lanachri is going to be permitted, assuming I'm going to do a mitzvah. Right? Because that'll be a shvus to shvus, like a mitzvah. What's the mitzvah that I'm going to do? The mitzvah that I'm going to do is um, resting. Maybe that's a mitzvah on Shabbos. Alternatively, you could say that maybe they're not really doing it for me. They're working because that's their job. Um, we spoke about that far already. Now, when since we assume that using the keys is um, is going to be a shfus to shfus, maybe it's going to be okay, but I still have to contend with the iser of mukta because that electric key is intended to be used to undo an electronic lock. So it's like an electric item, so it should be muksa. So at Yummy Shechter's of Shevabrachas, Yummy Shechter's Rav Shechter, one of Rav Shechter's sons, no? He's the one who lives in Toronto now. So um, there was a hotel that they're all in and all the uh, locks were like this. So the recommendation they gave everybody is that you should walk around on Shabbos with a book and you have the key as a bookmark. Once the key is a bookmark, I'm designating that the key is not mukta. And once the key is not mukta, um, so then I can give it to the guy and ask the guy to open it up, etc. You can ask directly the assumption is like a shvusta shvusta mitzvah, um, like we spoke about. So that is... Um, the issue, those super machmirim, right? He's assuming in the Arch of Shabbos, he's assuming that creating the circuit is a da'oraisa, undoing the circuit is a da'oraisa, and then you're asking, and then the guy's doing a da'oraisa for you, so there's some iser, and then maybe you can't even get hana'ah from it, right? And maybe even the bed is considered getting hana'ah from it. That's the way the Arch of Shabbos presents it, but he quotes it, Rebel Yashif is assuming that the bed um, is that the using the bed etc is not going to be considered um from the malacha so far so good okay so so far i have a few coolers of amira of hanoa from a malacha of a guy right again i can't get hanoa from a malacha of a guy no one can get hanoa from malacha that a guy did for a jew if it's a drabanon so then the person who it was done for can't get hanoa but other people can get handled. So far, so good. The coolers are if it is additional benefit. There's already one light on. That's one cooler. There's a questionable cooler about incidental benefit. Um, I know Sarah wants me to come up with like a better word because I'm using the same term like for us or for Mother. Magana from says it's a problem. I don't know. But like these types of cases is a, um, is a further question. Okay, now, another kula that exists, if a goy does a malacha, and we spoke about this the other day, is if the goy does the malacha for the goy himself, not for me. Right? I ask the goy, go and get a bottle of wine. The goy flips on the light, and that is going to be, um, that is going to be okay, because the goy is doing it for the... Um, the guy is doing it for the guy himself. He's not doing it for the Jew. Um, those dis, those dinim 
which I give you the bottom of 43, the top of 44, those are denim that I think we've already um, covered. Oh, okay, fine. Now, we want to talk about hinting. So here's the story. Everybody knows, or everybody, we grow up thinking that, okay, Amir al-Nakri, I can't tell the guy that it's uh, um, to do X, Y, and Z for me, but I could say, oh, do you notice that the light is off? Right? Do you happen to notice that? And the guy says, oh, wow, I know that. So what do you want me to do? Well, do you happen to think that if you would possibly move your finger and flip the switch, the light would go on? And the guy's like, yeah, I think that would happen. So I get, hey, dude, I get with the program. Can you turn it? I, like, I think we all grow up with like these notions of hinting. And there are a few issues that have to be discussed. One is that whatever heter there is for hinting, only exists in a situation that I'm allowed to get Hana'a from the guy's Maisa. Meaning to say, if it's a case that I can't get Hana'a from what the guy did, if the guy would do it on his own, right? That's what we've been talking about the last two days. The guy comes in, he does a malacha on his own, I can't get Hana'a from it. So who had in, I can't get Hana'a if... I hint to the guy, and the guy does it, because it is certainly no better than the guy doing it on his own. So the cases of hinting, where we are going to be makele, only apply if it is negative benefit, turning off a light as opposed to turning on a light, only applies if it's additional benefit, only applies if it is what we would call incidental benefit and incidental benefit is mutter, or only applies if the guy is doing it for himself, which is not really the most um, reasonable one, but those are the only times that hinting is a kula. I can only be make on hinting if I could get Hana'a from the Maisa were the guy to do it um, for me on his own. Yeah. In the case of shvus de shvus, or any case that it's mutter to get hanas, of course it's mutter, right? I don't, does, do you need to hint? Let's say you have a chola she'in sakana. So amir al-nukhri to do a doi rais is mutter for chola she'in sakana. I don't have to hint. I could say slobodan, right? I need medicine. Go get, go drive down the block, buy medicine, um, right? I could say that because I'm real enough to do the I don't have to like hint, right? If anything, hinting like is very counterproductive in this case. Slobodan, do you think that perhaps if you would drive, maybe you could possibly get, you know, hey, that's stupid, right? You don't, you want to be clear. It's mutter. When Amiral Nakri, it's mutter, it's mutter. But in cases that Amiral Nakri is usser, and assuming that the din of Amir al-Nakhri is based on the Daber Davar. So the halacha is that Dibor is Aser, but Hirhur is Mutter, right? It's in the Zemiros. Hirhurim, whether you say it with Hashem's name or not, but Hirhurim Mutarim, right? Right? That's okay. Hirhur is Mutter. The Daber Davar, Yeshayahu tells us it's a problem. So when I hint, I'm not violating the Dabar Dover. 
when I hint, perhaps you could argue that it's not called shlichus, because shlichus means I say, Slobodan, do X, Y, and Z, then Slobodan is working for me. But if I leave some sort of hint, right? I say, Slobodan, you know, the lights are really on and it's... Um, so Slobodan is not doing it in the sense of, I didn't say to Slobodan, do it. He doesn't become my shaliach. He's doing it because he's not such an idiot and he figures out, based on my hint, that it's going to be okay. Again, we'll have to discuss the rules and regulations of hinting. But what we're trying to say is that hinting is matir amir al if I'm working within Rashi, at least the Rashi and that's for Dabr Davar. Within Shlichos, hinting can perhaps make it like it's not a Shaliach. Within Rambam world, that the Isra of Amir al is because we don't want you to be lenient on Shabbos. Right. Hard to um, figure out how that would work, yeah? Is it necessary that there's a possibility that at the end of the day, the Bible just doesn't understand what you're saying, and then the whole won't get done? So, that's not what I want, right? Right, but with that, like... So, I don't know if that possibility has to be there um or i'll say it like this i have not seen in post game that that's a rationale to be makel right in other words it's not like versus psychratia right the idea is that hinting is going to be um permitted again when there is no iser hanoa from the maisa right and we'll describe various types of hints that might be mutter and might be usser. And we're trying to figure out what the rationale for hinting being mutter is. The easiest rationale is based on vidaber davar. It's a little bit harder within shlichos, although I could hear it, that you're not a full shaliach. Within Rambam world, it's very hard to understand the kula. And if I hold like the Rashi in Parshas Bo, I don't understand the kula at all. Right? I don't understand why hinting would ever be a kula. So that is the hakdama to hinting. Oh, let's go on. So the source of hinting is a Mishnah on Kufnun. I can't hire workers. I can't say, hey, Right. Hire workers for me. I'm not supposed to go on Shabbos and wait right by the Trum. So Shabbos, I'm going to go and hire the workers, etc. Right. I'm allowed to be on the Trum um, and just to guard the payrolls if someone is going to try to steal the payrolls, I'll scream out, don't take them, they're mine, etc. That's in the Mishnah. So the Gemara then asks, the Mishnah says, lo yiskar po'alam b'shabes, and then lo yomar l'chaveiro l'iskar lo po'alam. Zok the Gemara, ma'ish pshita, or ma'ish nahu, ma'ish nahaveiro, right? What difference is it? What's the hava mina? Amra papa chaver nachri. We're talking about a guy. Masum of Ashi, Amiral Nachri is a shvus. So, 
Of course, it should be a problem. Ella Amiravashi, a field him a very Israel, Hokamashan will Yomar Odom Lechavero Scarly Poalim, Ava Omar Odom Lechavero, Hanire Shetamod Etsli Laerev. Meaning that somehow we're reading the Mishnah to say, I'm not allowed to tell you, go and hire workers for me. But I can say, Hanire, do you think Shetamod Etsli Laerev? You think you can come by tonight? Now, this is like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You think you could come by tonight? Obviously, what I mean is, you think you could come tonight and, you know, you'll do stuff for me. That's permitted. Hanir shetamur etzil erev is mutter. Umas nisin, gosik rebishu ben karcho. Detanya lo yomad lechavira hanir shetamur etzil erev. Rebishu ben karcho omer. Omer adon lechavira hanir shetamur etzil erev. The Gorin then says, Omer we passing Rabbi Shulman Karcha, I'm allowed to say, Hanira Shetamad Etzli Lo'arev. Ve'omer Abba Barachana, Rabbi Yochanan, my time with Rabbi Shulman Karcha, Dixiv, Mimsocha Fotzecha, B'davar Davar, Dibor Asar, Hir Hor Mutter. So this is the sugya in Shas of Remiza. Remiza means, Hanira Shetamad Etzli Lo'arev. I, I walk over to the guy, Slobodan, you think you could be over tonight, right? So Slobodan understands that what it means is I'm really hiring him to paint whatever, right? That's mutter because it's not Dibor, it's Hirhor. Right? And Hirhor is going to be um, mutter. Okay. Zakh the Shochanarach. Asr liskar poalim, lo lomar liskar lo poalim shabbos. Afa bishen yisod tzach lo osam loch el achar hashabbos. Shogkol mashu asr lasoso asr lo melaini yehudi lasoso. Right, I cannot hire workers on shabbos, and I cannot tell a guy hire workers for me, even though the work is going to be done after Shabbos. So I can't tell Slobodan, Slobodan, go and find me some painters to paint my house on Sunday. Right? That's also Because since I can't do the painting, I can't ask Slobodan to do it for me. Okay, so I can't hire workers on Friday to do stuff on Shabbos. But what I can do, right? Again, I can't have a guy hire workers for me on Shabbos. What I can do is another form of hinting, which is after Shabbos, I could tell him, hey, Slobodan, how come you didn't turn off the lights? And Slobodan is going to assume, is going to understand that what I mean is he should turn off the lights in the future. That type of Dibor is only Mutter or F or that type, I'll call it Remiza. I'm not saying the Ferish, right? Slobodan, turn on the lights, turn off the lights, right? I'm saying, how come you didn't, right? That type of Remiza is going to be mutter after Shabbos.
the poskim talk about that type of remiza as some sort of remiza derech tzivoy. What derech tzivoy means is I am mentioning the malacha that is done. Slobodan, how come you didn't turn off the lights? I'm mentioning the malacha. So that is remiza, it's assumed to be called remiza derech tzivoy. And that type of remiza is only mutter after Shabbos. There is another type of remiza, which is, we can call it sipor devarim ba'alma. And sipor devarim ba'alma could be mutter even on Shabbos. Okay, if I mention the name of the malacha, I say, why didn't you turn off the lights? Right? I may, that's the malacha, turning off the light. That's remiza b'derach tzivoy. That is only mutter after Shabbos. If it's sipor devarim ba'alma, if I'm telling a story, right, that is going to be mutter even on Shabbos because I'm not mentioning the malacha at all. Isn't it light in here? I'm not mentioning turn off the lights, right? That is sipor devarim ba'alma. Again, now these distinctions are very subtle, but Remiza after Shabbos is going to be okay, it says in Shulchan Aruch, to say, Lama lo asisa And it says in Shulchan Aruch, the next Sif, or Sif Chafbeis, 20 later, that Isurim Dirabbana Mutter, Bein Hashmashos, etc. Haga, Rama, Kodavar Shasar Lama Laina Yehudi, Lasos Bishabbos. So it says in Shulchan Aruch I, that there's like an extra Lamed Aleph over here that confuses things. I think that's in a letter Lamed Aleph. Is that correct? In the Shulchan Aruch. Sorry, in the actual Shulchan Aruch, what does it say? Shin Zayin Sif Chaf in the Ramah, Ko Dover Sha'asar Lomer La'ina Yehudi. Right. So it's Asar, right? That's how I read it. Um, right. So anything that, I lost my uh, So anything that I cannot um, tell a guy to do, it's also Asar to be Mirames. Right. So Ramiza is Asar. So here's the problem. I just said that Remiza is mutter in certain cases. How can we now say in Shulchan Aruch that whatever I can't say is Aser B'Remiza? The answer is, and the Mishnah Brura writes this, that there's two dinim of Remiza. Right? Remiza is Amir al-Nachri. Since he does it, since he does it, Kevan Remiza so and I can't tell him on Shabbos something that he'll understand that he should do a malacha. So therefore, I can't tell the guy I can't tell the guy, you know, to remove the um, the little coal on the top of the on the top of the candle. That's going to be a problem. 
right? I want the thing to burn better. Ah, kisha omer haremiza leeno Yehudi shelo bilshon sivui kigonch omer haner eno meir yafe o eni yachol likros laar haner hazeh sheish bo pecham vishomer eno Yehudi umetakno shari de einza bechlal amira. Okay, so the Mishnah Burr says a few things over here. One is I'm only permitting remiza if it's the type of thing that you could do anyway. Right? The candle is burning a little bit. I want more fire. I could read with the amount that it's burning. But I want to be able to read better. So it's not really Hana'ah. Point one. Point two. The remiza that is mutter is remiza, which is called Shaloba Derech Tzivoy. Some call this Sipur Devarim Ba'alma, meaning I say I can't read. Right? I can't read. If I say I can't read, can you make the light higher, that's a problem, right? If I say I can't read unless you turn the light up, that's a problem. If I just say I can't read, Sipur Devarim Ba'alma, or Remiza Shelo Bederech Sivoy, that is going to be okay even on Shabbos. Let's just review. Remiza Bederech Sivoy is mutter after Shabbos. How come you didn't turn the lights off? Right? That's okay. I'm mentioning the malacha. Turn the lights off. But I'm not saying do it, don't do it. But I'm mentioning the malacha. If it's a misa shalobedach tzivoy, I can't read. So that is going to be okay, providing I am not getting hana'a from the maisa. In other words, that there is already hana'a, etc. Good. Let's go weiter. Let's go weiter. Um... Right, so if I say I can't read and I can't turn on the lights, so is that like is that tantamount to saying can you turn on the lights? Yeah, this is what I mean. A lot of this is like very hard. It's definitely okay to say I can't read. Um, I can say I can't read because it's too dark. No, is that profession of Mishnah Bura? Right? I can't read because it's too dark. That's okay. Right? But what was your case, sorry, to say, I can't read because there's not enough, because it's not permitted for me. Right. So again, so we already know that we have a better Eitzah in that case, because that's a miracle enough for Psychrasia. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's, right, that, that, that's a, a miracle for Psychrasia is a pretty powerful kula. Um, hey, can you please open the door for me? Hatzor Gomer. I'm an Orthodox Jew. I can't turn the light on. I can't read. I'm an Orthodox Jew. I can't turn the light on. Right? So I think once you get to the way Tamara is saying it, it's more problematic. If I just say, 
it's dark in here. I'm in orthodox view. I can't turn the light on, right? So that is sipur devarim ba'alma. No, because you're saying the words like, I can't turn the light on. That's the difference from like, why didn't you turn the light on? You're like saying the law. So, so I'm not sure. I, I, I hear a real difference. Like, how come you didn't turn the light off last week? Right? Means there's a you and a light. Right? So it's like over here, it's all an I statement. I know this is like good therapy. Speak, right? It's all I statements. So, um, I can't read. I can't turn off the light. That's Sipur Devarim. Right? If I say I can't read, do you think if you would turn the light, right? I think that becomes a problem. Right? And that's the challenge over here. Again, turning the, and the only time it's mutter to turn the light on is if there's already some light and you're adding Hana'a like we spoke about. See this on the, like, the pictures of the two little women. Like, oh, uh, do you see the light switch anywhere? Unless it's a dark room, it's like obvious. Like, because that's like alluding to the signal turn light on. I think that's a great remise. So it's either a great remise or it's too close. This is one of the hard. One of the reasons why I find Ramiza such a hard issue is precisely because of um, these types of things. By the way, I should point out the Chaya Adam says that Ramiza is usher even if you, in cases where it's Ramiza to do a malacha, it's usher even if you don't articulate. Right? I play charades. Right? That's going to be a problem, like the Chaya Adam. But no, like, oh, do you see the off button? Do you see the switch that would turn the light off? Maybe, in other words, you're not even that explicit. Oh, it's mm-hmm. cold in here. Do you see the off button on the air conditioner? You're not seeing anything out pushing, you're not seeing anything. It's cold in here. Do you see the off? Yeah, so that could. I just think that whenever I get into you land, that becomes Remiza Shalobadarch Tsivoy. If it's Sipur Devarim, in other words, if I'm just making I statements, that's Mutter on Shabbos. Whenever there's a U statement involved, so that would be a Remiza Bederech Tzivoy, which is Aser on Shabbos and only Mutter um, after Shabbos. Oh, so luring someone into your apartment. Um, So I have a section about that. Yeah, so if I, the bottom of 45, I have a section, Kriya Beso. right? So you see it here, let me underline it for you. Um, there's a section at the bottom of page 45, Kriya Beso. So the Mishnah says, a guy is coming to extinguish a fire. I can't tell him, right? Extinguish it. Don't extinguish it, etc. Cotton shabal chabos in shomen lo shekin shvizaso alecha. Right? I don't allow a cotton to do it, but by a guy, right? I can't tell the guy to do it, but I let the guy do it. Right? That's the case. Amir ab ami bidleka hitiru loma kom chabe inom afsed. 
There's a special kula by fire. They don't have to protest. And I can't instruct the guy directly to do it. Right? I could say, right? if you, you're not going to lose anything if you turn it off, if you extinguish the fire. That's a kula by fires that we permit it. The Rosh says, that also if there's like water that's flowing into your house, you could tell the guy, um, you're not going to lose anything if you prevent that water from coming in. Any sudden hefzid, I'm allowed to say you're not going to lose anything if you do it. Now, if you extinguish it, you won't lose anything. That's a special kula by, by sudden hefzid. Now, what is the kula? So the kula is twofold, Dr. Rush. One element of the kula is that there is a you part of the statement involved. The other part of the kula is Right, Zakdarash. That another kula is I can call the guy to do it. So there are two kulas, right? One is I could say and Zakdarash, who had din, I could call the guy to my house. Based on this, the Prima Godim writes that we only permit these things by Hefzid Habapit Om, like a fire. Habelo Hefzid Aser Lirmo's Klal. Look at the Maganav Ram. Emir Tashem, right? We'll explain it later. Hefzid Habapit Om, Remiza Derech Tzivu. Oh, excuse me. That should be over here. Okay. So again, so the Prima Godim writes that. To tell a guy in a situation the guy's going to understand it himself, that's what I would call remiza. That is going to be um, okay by hefsed pitom. But if it's not hefsed pitom, so it's going to be a problem. And the prima godim says that the problem would be even if I. Um, here, I actually, here, this is the line in the Prima Godim that I wanted. Right? The Prima Godim writes, Yehudi. You say, just added it. Akum Right? To tell the, oh, I had it also, I'm sorry. To tell the guy to come is going to be a problem. That's what the Prima Godim is saying. Is also going to be a problem. But I tell the guy, come into my apartment, and then the guy is going to understand what to do. So that is a problem. So this is what Tamara is talking about. So inviting the guy in can be a problem. Come into my apartment. I want to show you something. Right? So that could be a problem according to this Prima Godim based on this rush. So it has to be that the guy is coming into the apartment because the guy wants to come into the apartment. 
which is why the minhag developed that you offer the guy a drink. Come in the apartment, I have some scotch for you. The guy's going to come in the apartment, right? Once the guy is in the apartment for himself, so then I can do my remiza in the sense of I can't read, it's too dark. But to call the guy in directly, the prima Godam understands in this rush, to call the guy in and say, you know, my super used to be called Jesus. It's like the least Jewish name possible. Like, Jesus, right? come into the apartment. Right? I don't need to show you something. That's tantamount to asking him to do something. Right? I'm inviting him in because he knows that I want him to do something. But if I invite him in for some for Jesus's own benefit, so then it's going to be okay to do your remiza afterwards. Okay, so let's go slowly. Remiza means mentioning the malacha, that's mutter only after Shabbos. Remiza is I statements, or it's just sipur devarim ba'alma. That is permitted on Shabbos, assuming they can get Hanoah from the thing. But the primigodim is quoted as saying that it is usher to invite him into your house um, anyways. And that's why there is a heter, or that's why the standard approach is that you offer some, that you offer some sort of um, drink. Um, again, there's a few other dinim that I give you over here. In terms of, I can't tell the guy on Shabbos, take this meat and cook it for yourself. Right, that's on page 45, Shinzain Sifchafalaf. Right, guy, take the meat, cook it for yourself. He's not doing it for me, but he's, I'm giving him meat and telling him to cook it. That's going to be a problem. The reason for this is, Right? In other words, I can't cook the meat myself. I'm telling the guy to cook meat, even though the guy is doing it for himself, but it still is going to be an Isra of Amir Nahri, even though I don't get any Hana'a, it's still going to be a problem. But, right, it's mutter to tell the guy go buy yourself meat and then cook it for yourself. Right? Because, right, it's not my stuff at all. Right? Oh, excuse me, not to buy me. I can tell him, oh, you're hungry? Take me out of your refrigerator and cook it for yourself. That's okay. Because it never belonged to the Jew. The guy is doing it entirely for himself. That's going to be um that's going to be okay. Even though the guy is doing the malacha for himself, but since it's my own item, so I'm instructing the guy to do a malacha with my stuff on Shabbos. And that's somehow subsumed under the Isra Bamiro Nachri. I'm asking the guy to do a malacha and I'm connected to it. But if I'm completely unconnected to it, so then the post can say it's mutter. Again, I think some of these questions just highlight why these dinim are hard. Um, 
You would tell them that because it's gonna like expire today and someone might as well benefit. Like right now, this one. Why would that ever come up? That I would tell a guy to eat to, to he, he, to my own food. No, he's hungry. I don't know. Um, so I I can't say go take food out of my refrigerator and heat it up. I could say um, stuff that's in your refrigerator. If it's your stuff, that's going to be um, that's going to be okay. Again, in the here he has in the Archos Shabbos as follows. Remember, Remiza on Shabbos, right, is going to be okay only if it's Remiza Derch Sipur Ba'alma. But if it's like some sort of instruction, that's going to be a problem. So he says he thinks a problem if I'm crossing the street and I like put my hand out to the guy to tell the guy, like, stop. Because like I'm telling the guy to do a malacha. That's Amir al-Nakhri, right? To do a malacha, again, assuming like the Chaya Adam, that the dinim of Amira apply even, um, what's it called? However, he's Mako, I'm allowed to stand at the side of the road, even though I know that the guy is going to go more slowly because there are people at the side of the road, that's going to be um, okay. Um, huh? To stand in the, stand in the crosswalk, Huh? I'm not telling him to stop. I just know he doesn't want to run me off. So, ah, so that's the Svara. Um, it could be, and this is he quotes from Shmuel Arbach. Efshar she ikar pu'ulat ha-nehagim hi mitzad chukei ha-nehiga shalahem v'in tnuatol shah ha-Yisrael mechayevet lo kibakasha. Right? Even if I put out my hand, Right? It's just like there are certain general rules of driving. And he's not doing it for me. Right? He's doing it because the general rule of driving is that when there's someone in the crosswalk, you don't run them over. Right? Um, again, I, I wish I had a greater sense of the different, of the kulas of Remiza, Derech Tzivoy, Shalob Derech Tzivoy, what I will say is that in the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, um, he does not get into the details of Remiza Shalom Derech Tzivoy versus Derech Tzivoy. He generally assumes that Amir Lanachri is in butter certain cases, Amir Lanachri is us or other cases. He doesn't get into all these rules of Remiza. And I think part of the issue is that Remiza is just like super hard to really um, to get a handle on. That's how... Rabbi Schwartz? Yes. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Um, something something that I've experienced is I've like stood at the, sa- the side of the road because I was about to cross and then a car would stop and like wave me to walk fast, to walk oh, yeah. if he has the right of way. Am I supposed to run? Right. Am I supposed to like turn around? Again, so I think once the... Once they stopped, they're going to go anyway later on, whether it takes me 10 seconds to cross the street, 15 seconds, or I don't gain anything by going back. They already stopped. Right? Whatever the Isra is happened in the um, happened in the stopping at all. It looks like you're approaching the elevator with a stroller and someone just 
Right, so that's Amiral, that's not Amiral Nachri, that might be getting Hanoa from a Maisa of a Nachri that's done for you, right? There is no Amir, they're doing it for the Jew. Um, again, if you have a stroller and it's a, we're assuming using electricity is the Rabbanon and with the baby, it's in Sarkochola, um, et cetera, et cetera. But um, they're doing it for you, they're pushing the button for you. Like, tell them, oh, no, 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 don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to protest. If you see them doing something for you, you're supposed to protest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Here, yeah. right, the Alter Rebbe and Shulchan Shin Zayin Sifches doesn't give the whole distinction between Remiza Derech Tzivoy, Shaloba Derech Tzivoy. Sipur Devarim, we assume, is okay. Remiza Shaloba Derech Tzivoy is Sipur Devarim. But Remiza Bederech Tzivoy that we permit on Erev Shabbos, the Alter Rebbe does not have that. At all in the Shulchan Aruch. Um, okay, so these are the halachos of Amir Lanochri. I have a lot of work to do over the weekend because I have to start preparing mukta. Um, so that is um, any questions, comments, observations, criticisms. I think Amir Lanochri is hard, but I think I hope that we have like some better understanding of it now. Certainly, the Amir Lanochri, the reasons. Right? In other words, if we'd Create like a sheer outline. What did we learn? So we learned that there are reasons for Amir al-Nahri, four of them. Then we learned that there are times Amir al-Nahri is mutter for the oraisa, meaning it's mutter bein hashmashos, it's mutter for cholesha imbos hakona, it's mutter b'makom kisvei hakodesh. Right? That's And we have the Baha Itor. And reliance on the Baha Itor for Tzorech Rabbim, um, etc. And what is Tzorech Rabbim? Is it only when the Erev is down, or is Tzorech Rabbim, even if there's a lot of people going to learn together? That's our discussion on Amir Nachri on the Eraisas. Then we have Amir Nachri on the Rabbanons, right? Shvus de Shvus. So Shvus de Shvus is Mutter B'makom, some sort of Hefzid. Shvus de Shvus is Mutter B'makom, um, Holy Kitsas, which is less than the Cholo She'en Bosakana, but as we spoke about, it's hard to define it. Then there's the big one of Shvus Shvus being Mutter B'makom Mitzvah, but does it really mean that's Mutter B'makom Mitzvah? The Gemara in Erevin has a case of right? It's for a Mitzvah Mila. Is it only for the Mitzvah of Mila? Is it for the any mitzvah, and maybe that Gemara is not talking about to do an Isra Drabunah, maybe that Gemara is talking about to do an Isra Do'iraisa. Right? So that's like the main Gemara in the Sugya, the discussion between the Bahag and the Taisus and the Ran, etc. Right? That is the source for uncovering the Dinam of Shvus to Shvus and Shvus to Shvus Mitzvah. And then we had a conversation of what exactly is a Mitzvah. There's the unsayable part as to what maybe davening with a minion is not a Mitzvah, um, etc. Right? Maybe the Kugel is not a Mitzvah, only the Cholent is a Mitzvah. Right, soda may be a mitzvah, maybe not a mitzvah. We had all those conversations about shvus to shvus b'makom mitzvah. All those cases where there's a heter of amir lanachri. So because amir lanachri is mutter, so therefore, of course, you can get benefit from the thing that the guy did for you. But in cases where amir lanachri is usher, if a guy does something for me, it is usher for me to get benefit. If it's a dairais, it's usher for me to get benefit. It's usher for all Jews to get benefit from that amir lanachri. From that Maisa Sha'asa Hanachri, right? It's also to get benefit from it. 
The only times it's mutter to get benefit from the ma'isa that the nachri did is when um, there is already some sort of benefit existing, meaning there's already one candle burning near lech and Obviously, it's not called getting benefit, like Taisa says, if it's negative benefit. Then we had some discussion about maybe incidental benefit, whether that's mutter or that is um, usr. The last part of the, again, the way I organize this year is exactly the opposite of the way most of them begin. Most of them speak about um, remiza at the very beginning. I talk about it at the very end, because first I want to focus on the fact that you can't get hana'a from a mloch of a nahri, and therefore remiza is a very unlikely kula to come up. Because to turn on a light is going to be a problem, unless, of course, there's already a light burning, um, etc., Right? And with Remiza, we spoke about Remiza versus Remiza meaning if I mention the Malacha, so that is only going to be okay after Shabbos. Why didn't you do X, Y, and Z? That's okay after Shabbos. If it's Sipur Devarim Ba'alma for Remiza that's going to be okay even on Shabbos. But we said from the Rush, the prima gunna was medayik in the rush, that whenever you call someone to your house, that's tantamount to a tzivoy. So that was just the two-minute um, summary of Hilchos Amir al-Nachri. Right? If you do the baseball rule book version, that was the way it is. Okay, questions, comments? Unless they're coming into my house for a real reason, right? It's very it's very hard. Um, again, it's very hard. Why would the guy come into your apartment? Um, why would the guy come into your apartment unless there's something you're asking the guy to do? I just don't have that kind of relationship. Sorry, Eddie, if you're listening. You and Jesus are not that tight. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, it's correct. I mean, maybe this means that we should have more friends for Goyim, or I don't know. More Terrace, I don't know. I don't remember anymore. Rabbi Schwartz? Yes. What yes, about sir. what about the issue of drinking alcohol with a uh, with a the Isser of drinking alcohol with the Nachrim. Okay, so Avodazar Daflamaraf. There's an Isser of Sheikhar Nachrim. Sheikhar Nachrim basically is the most makal of all the Isurim that apply to Goyim Pasakam, Bishal Akam, are much more Chomer. Sheikhar Nachrim, there are two opinions in the Gemara. Shmuel basically took the beer outside of the Goy's house and he drank it there with the Goy. If they're drinking in your house, it definitely is going to be Mutter. Um, I'm a big Machmer in Sheikhar Nachrim. I happen to think that Orthodox Jews should not be going to bars. Um, I... I, I think it's like only bad things happen. I think that's an Isser of Sheikh Nachri. Um, I know that the Ramah is make on Sheikh Nachri in the sense that Ramah feels that this is only Sheikh Tamarim, which is like Mir. Um, but if it's not Sheikh Tamarim, according to the Ramah, it's going to be okay. But you have to remember that the Vilna Gon and the Pri Chodesh are Machmir against that. So I, I, I don't. Rav Shechter likes to quote that the Pischei Tshuva has a svara that maybe even going to the coffee chayzer is also based on Sheikh Nachrim. The coffee chayzer is going to like Starbucks. 
um, even if it's not alcoholic drink, but uh, that is not generally accepted. But I do think alcoholic drinks in a guy's house or in a guyish owned bar is a problem, um, etc. But in your house, to give the guy um, some scotch is not a problem at all. Unless, of course, the scotch is Jewish-owned scotch and it's Chomet Shavol over Pesach, but that's a question for two months from now, not for yet. Okay. Any other questions, comments? Okay.